today on The Potter's Touch. In the water. water always proceeds worship. One of the reasons that they worship, they have just left the bloody place. But before you can go into the next dimension, you have to start by the pool and let's wash away. God's gonna trouble the world. Jesus is a priest. In order for him to start his work, he has to stop by the labor. That's why you come to church. That's why you get the Word of God. You can take a bath at home, but in order to wash your spirit, the Word of God washes your spirit. But where God's getting ready to take you, you need to go to the labor. When, when God begins to get down to the specificity of worship, he introduces the tabernacle so that they could have a place to come and worship him. It is uh, a tent of meeting. It is a tent of meeting. It is a place where humanity meets divinity. I taught you last week that you come into the door, and I taught about Christ being the door, and the first thing you see is the bloody place of sacrifice. And today I'm going to focus on this next place. This is a place called the labor. This is the place called the labor. We're going to talk about that. And the reason I brought up John the Baptist uh, is because uh, water always proceeds worship. You, you must understand that anytime you're going to come into an experience where you're going to go from one dimension into the next dimension, there's always going to be a watery process. Say amen, somebody. I want to talk about this brazen laver. It, it is in Moses' tabernacle. It's, it's fairly small. It is the place where the priests came to wash their hands and feet before they went into the tent. Now, you must understand there's both a practical and a ceremonial reason for this washing. Are y'all with me this morning? One of the reasons that they worship, they have just left the bloody place. They have just slit the throats of lambs and goats. And now they're going to get closer to going into the most holy place. But before you can go into the next dimension, you have to stop by the pool and let's wash away. Let's wash away. See, I was redeemed at the labor. The blood was shed at the labor. But when I wash here, I'm washing guilt. See, some of you are saved, but you're still guilty. Some of you are saved, but you're still washing in shame. Some of you are saved, but you still got the residue of what happened to you still hanging on to you. Whenever you see water, it's going to be a cleansing. It's going to be a preparation. It's going to be a washing. And so the priest stopped by the labor because the water always proceeds the next dimension. Are you getting what I'm saying to you? Oh, it's going to get good in here in a minute. I said it's going to get good in here in a minute. So we repented. Put my, put my other slide back up. We repented. We repented at the altar here. And then we are washed at the labor here. Are you seeing what I'm saying to you? So we see blood right here. We see water right here. 
The Bible says in the New Testament, there are three that bear record in earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. We got the blood right here. We got the water right here. We got the spirit, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming in a minute. It's coming in a minute. You ought to have the evidence of all three in your life. You gotta have the blood. The blood always comes before the water. I said the blood always comes before the water. Moses, the death angel is going to pass by tonight, but when I see the Oh uh, yeah, when I see the blood, so all of a sudden, all of the men and all of the priests, all of the men when they were still in Egypt, painted blood on the doorpost of the believer so that when the death angel passed by, when he saw the blood, he would pass over. Do you understand why? Notice that the children of Israel painted the blood on the doorpost of the believer before they went through the water. They painted the blood while they were still in Egypt, and then they went through the water at the Red Sea. In the tabernacle, we shed the blood right here. We go through the water right here. Notice that when Pharaoh tried to chase the children of Israel, he could only go so far. When they got down to the water, he couldn't make it through the water because this is as far as he can go. If you would take the time this contemporary church that we live in now, if we would stop skipping for a minute and really learn the Word of God, you, you, we wouldn't need as many counselors, we wouldn't need as much therapy, we wouldn't need as much of anything as we got. The old folks didn't have anything. They get you on the altar and get you calling on Jesus. Because when Jesus comes alive in your heart and you understand that whatever I did, he died for it. He stood in my place. He paid the price for it. And whatever's left on me is washed away in the watery grave that I might walk in the newness of life. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm not just free. I'm free indeed. Now, some of y'all, that's not going to hit you till you get in the car. So don't start the car too quick because you're going to have a Holy Ghost spanked uranium right out there in the parking lot. When you understand what all that means regarding your freedom, all of those little voices that's been whispering to you at two o'clock in the morning, trying to drag you back into captivity, that none of them are gonna be able to chase you, that Pharaoh and all of his chariots got drowned in the Red Sea, it's gonna hit you in the parking lot. It's gonna go through your head and down your spine, and you're gonna be dancing without a drum or a tambourine like we used to, free at last, free at last. Now you understand we're in the wilderness with the children of Israel, we're in the wilderness. We're a bunch of former slaves out in the wilderness and we're out there in the wilderness understanding that we did get something out of slavery. Slavery taught them how to build. You remember in the book of Exodus where the Bible said that they had to make bricks without straw? 
Slavery taught them how to sacrifice. So they didn't have to have a lot of conveniences in order to be able to survive because they were used to a hard time. The biggest mistake rich people make with their kids is that you give them everything except what made you rich. It was a hard time. There's something to be said about a hard time. There's something to be said about a struggle. There's something to be said about going through the valley and the ditches and the ridges and having to crawl your way out. It makes you tough. It makes you strong. It makes you relentless. It makes you able to take a licking and keep on ticking. So when they got out in the desert, they didn't have to have all the things they'd like to have to be able to build. They had to build this labor in the desert. And in order to build the labor, which we call the brazen labor, it really was a bronze labor, the women contributed their mirrors. The Bible calls them looking glasses. Looking glasses back then were not made of glass, they were made out of bronze. And the women gave their mirrors and they melted the mirrors down and they made sheets of bronze and shaped it into the labor and then they poured water in it and that's how the labor was built. Footnote, you've gotta be willing to give God how you see yourself. I said, they gave the women, I don't want to lose you, I want you to get this. The women gave their mirrors. The women gave up how they saw themselves. You'll never become the woman that God called you to be as long until you give up your mirror. When you're, when you're talking about mirrors, you're talking about images. We were created in the image of our God. But in the fall, we lost our image. So sometimes your self-image is distorted. So you need to take your image and give it to God and let him melt it down so that you can see yourself in another light. You ought to shout me down right there. That's so bad. Seventy-seven percent of released prisoners were arrested for a new crime within five years. Through our Texas Offenders Reentry Initiative, you can help ex-offenders move beyond their past to a greater level of purpose. More than 10,000 ex-offenders have completed the Tory program and successfully transitioned back into society. I want you to visit tdjpartners.org. You can be that missing piece to help reunite families. When you're being crushed, you wonder, does he love me at all? Why did he, why did he bless me to go through this? I, I lost that, I lost her, I lost him. Where is God? Let me tell you something, crushing is the process that takes you from being grape to wine. women gave their mirrors. The women said, you're not going to build this tabernacle 
without us being invested in it. So here's my image. Here's how I see myself. I'm giving it over to you. I will not be defined by what I've been through. I will not look in this looking glass and see a bond woman ever again. This looking glass has been lying to me. I am not a bond woman. I am a free woman. And until I get the image right, I'm turning it over to God. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can have what God says I can have. Somebody ought to give God your mirror this morning. My God, somebody ought to give God your mirror this morning. Your mirror's been lying to you. Your mirror is defining you by what you've been through, not what you're going to. And you need to give your mirror over to God and let him melt it and beat it and change it and alter it. They took them mirrors and they beat them mirrors. They beat them mirrors. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed so that we could be created in Christ Jesus in a brand new image. Beat it down, Lord. Beat it down. Beat it down, Lord. Beat it down, Lord. Beat it down, Lord. Beat it down, Jesus. Beat it. Until I start walking like the queen I am. Until I start thinking like the queen I am. Until I learn that I don't have to obey every command that comes my way. Beat it down, Lord. Beat it down. Beat it down. Change image. We're talking about images. We're talking about images. We're talking about images. When you talk about the looking glass, you are talking about images. When you talk about the labor, you are also talking about images. I, I want to show you something. I'm going to James. Let me see. Yeah, James 1, uh, 23, 24. For if any man, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. That's what the word does. But the Bible says if you hear it and don't do it, it doesn't do you any good to go to the potter's house. If you hear it, the Bible says if you hear the word and don't do it, you're like a man who walks over and looks into the, you look into the labor and you walk away and you forget what you saw. The, you, you see when the priest looked into the labor, it changed how they saw themselves. There is a correlation I'm trying to show you between water and word. Ye are clean, the Bible said, by the washing of the water, by the word. The word, the word bathes you. 
the, the word baptizes you. The word, the, 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 the word cleanses your inner man. The Bible says, having been left these mighty and precious promises, let us cleanse ourselves of the filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. Well, I can cleanse myself of the filthiness of the flesh, but what kind of soap do I get to cleanse myself from having a filthy spirit? The Word of God is what washes your spirit, my God. Do you understand? That's why you come to church. That's why you get the Word of God. You can take a bath at home, but in order to wash your spirit, the, the Word of God washes your spirit. Jesus said you are clean, Paul, by the washing of the water of the Word. Go to Ephesians 5, 26 and write that down. God is getting ready to baptize somebody, cleanse somebody. You're getting ready to take a shower in your spirit and wash off all the dust of your servitude that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Real good word will either make you clean up or get out. Nobody wants to say that kind of stuff anymore, but I'm old school. Real good word will either make you clean up or get out. It'll either make you change or it'll start getting on your nerves and just start running away. Some people who run out the church don't chase them. Everybody's not to be chased. Paul said they came out from us that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. For had they been of us, no doubt, they would have continued with us. Let me tell you, when you are really of us, there is no running away. There is no going back. I don't care what anybody says, you got to stay. You remember when Jesus said, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you'll have no part with me. And the Bible said, many departed and walked away. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, will thou leave me also? He said, whether shall I go, Lord? In your hands are the words of eternal life. I'm going to stay when I like it. I'm going to stay when I don't like it. I'm going to stay when it makes me happy. I'm going to stay when it makes me cry. I'm not going anywhere. Send people and say, let's go to the labor. 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 Till we get a new image. Till we get a new name. Till we get a new attitude. Let's go to the labor. Let's go to the labor. You've been up all night. You've been upset. You've been in unrest. You've been disheveled. You've been aggravated. Let's go to the labor. Let's go to the word. Let's go to the washing place. Let's go to the cleansing place. Come on, let's go to the labor. Come on, let's go to the labor. For where God's getting ready to take you, you need to go to the labor. Oh my God, hallelujah. You need to go to the labor. You need to go to the labor. All stressed out, you got more stuff, but you're less happy than you've ever been in your life. Come on, let's go to the labor. Buying a new couch won't do it. Buying a new house won't do it. Buying a new car won't do it. Getting a new boyfriend won't do it. You need to go to the labor. 
top three people say, let's go to the labor. Woo! My God, I feel the Holy Ghost about to hit this place and knock it plumb out in the floor. Somebody shout hallelujah. If you've been around a little while, you, you, you sense when God is about to do something in a place. Look at Psalms 119.9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Not by willpower, not by restraint, not by New Year's resolution. The Bible said the young man will cleanse his way by taking heed to the word. That's why we can't have a bunch of young preachers preaching gimmicks and tricks and ideas and trying to compete with hip hop. I don't need hip hop, I need Jesus. cute you are. I don't need to see how modern you are. I need the old-fashioned Word of God to scrub my image and wash my soul. I feel like running in here. I don't mind you being young. I don't care what you got on. I care what you say. Speak the Word in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke with all long suffering, for the time will come that men will not endure sound doctrine. Having itching ears, they will heap to themselves teachers with fables. I'm tired of you preaching Beyonce stuff and I'm not mad at Beyonce, I like her music. But when my soul needs a bath, I want to... Oh, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost, that old resurrecting power, that old devil-chasing power, that old cancer-rebuking power. I feel like preaching to something great. Let's take three minutes and give God a crazy praise. Even though they made mistakes, that they could come boldly to the throne of grace. They got it. For your gift to the ministry of any amount, you will receive Bishop Jake's revealing teaching, access granted on CD, as well as a decorative art print. When Jesus came, humanity and divinity had a meeting in a tent. It reveals Jesus. It defines our relationship as being a part of the royal priesthood. And when your gift is $90 or more, you will receive this historic seven-message series, The Gospel Hidden in a Tent, on DVD. At the entrance of light, darkness dispels because it was never real. You got a light. You got to shine your light.
However, when your gift is $140 or more, you will receive the single CD, seven-message DVD set, art print, plus three books from the Immerse Reading Bible. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. The principle of the water and what it means and what it typifies, the, the principle of the labor and understanding that this is a line of demarcation, that the old man is buried with him by baptism, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth he should no longer serve sin, that as a priest, my induction that allows me to go into the most holy place requires that I stop at the labor and wash. Those people started being baptized and there was a level of depth and emotion and praise and worship that we don't see every time we do a baptism service because the entrance of thy word giveth light. When you understand what you're doing rather than just doing it because you're supposed to do it, it adds a deeper life to it. It wasn't religiosity, it wasn't doctrinal, it was experiential. I have seen people be baptized doctrinally to meet the, the doctrine of the church. That's nice. But when you do it from a place of understanding that the blood of my guilt and shame is washed away, and now I'm ready to touch the bread at the table of shoe bread because I have cleansed myself at the water. Do you need a vacation? I got just the thing. We're cruising. We're cruising. Get ready. We're going to have a good time. And we're going to be blessed. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for a getaway. Come set sail with me and my family. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Celebrate with us the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we remember Gethsemane, we recall that it is said that there may be still eight gnarled olive trees that to this present time are still standing in the place we believe to have been the Garden of Gethsemane. Just a few moments prior, Jesus had prayed a prayer of intercession for others, but now his soul was full of anguish and he prayed for his own heavy soul. As a matter of fact, the scripture says he was sorrowful, sorrowful even unto death, which meant that his soul had plunged to unfathomable depths of pain and suffering. It was not that he wanted so much to escape the destiny of the cross, but it was the painful anticipation of having the world's sins and guilt laid upon him. As darkness closed upon him, then nature reversed its course and the blood that should have been running to his overburdened heart forced itself out of his pores and fell to the ground as great drops of blood. 
but God sent an angel to strengthen him. And that was the turning point. So Jesus was able to drink the cup of wrath without mercy so that we could drink the cup of mercy without wrath. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.